0: Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. Found yourself in a pinch and not really sure what to do because you've got a sick kid, a sick husband, you're sick. You're so caught up in the moment that can't seem to remember the things that you should do to help resolve the situation. Well, I think a lot of moms get to that point, and I've been there so many times. When after everything's said and done, I look back and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, why didn't I do that one thing I know to do?" Well, because we're busy mamas, because we always have so many things going on, there is this amazing woman I would like to introduce you to. Some of you may already know her. Some of you may not. But if you haven't heard of Dr. Tracy Strope, she's an amazing mom. She's an amazing woman. She's humble. She's honest. She has integrity. And her passion is really to see people healed, not just getting by, not just limping through something. She has come up with an incredible resource for mamas who are in the midst of those moments where your brain isn't functioning right because you're like, this kid's crying and that kid's puking and my husband's whining because his head hurts. And your brain can't process everything at once to be like, oh, yeah, I have these tools and I can use these things because of the chaos and the stress makes your brain cells leave your body. I... (laughs) been there myself. I've used homeopathic remedies, herbals, and whole food nutrients for six years, and there are still those moments where I'm like, oh, I feel like crap, and I don't know what to do. So you put this resource together, and I would love for you to introduce it to everybody and tell us a little bit about it and where we can find it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it, and um, thank you for that introduction and all the nice things you just said. It was really sweet. Well, Honestly, this little resource came together because people would text me late at night and basically say, you know, my son has this or my daughter has that or they themselves were sick. And the very first question I would ask them is, what do you have on hand? You know, most of the time um, they didn't have what they needed in order to stay home and stay out of the ER or make that phone call to the doctor. Uh, And not that I'm opposed to medicine. It has its place. It's just that medicine has become a lifestyle model when it truly was designed to be an acute trauma model. And so we have to remember that the medical system training trains you for acute trauma and negates all of the lifestyle modifications that will keep you out. There's no preventative protocols. There's just diagnostic and pharma. So if you're at the point yeah. where you you need pharma or you break your leg or it's something that you can't deal with at home, absolutely get to the ER. But, you know, most ER visits, and this is me talking to ER hospital administrators, most ER visits are unnecessary and, you know, can very easily be taken care of at home if they had a resource or someone to talk to. The problem is, Leslie, we don't talk to each other anymore as moms and dads and parents. You know, my biggest thing is, you know, what happened to moms talking to moms? What happened to me calling my mother or my grandmother? It just doesn't happen anymore. So honestly, this resource came out of frustration, to be honest with you. I... I was getting so many text messages and calls at ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and I would say, what do you have on hand? What do you have on hand? And they would say nothing. And even so much so that I would talk to them about what do you have in your kitchen? And they wouldn't have the right things. So I wanted to make sure, like you said, that moms, dads, parents, everybody was empowered to know that there are some simple things you can keep on hand, including kitchen medicine, medicinal right. foods. You know, garlic, onions, things like that that really work to benefit health and to help amplify your potential to recover. So the resource was first a webinar that I did. It was called Mommy Apothecary, the 50 Things You Should Have On Hand if You're Gonna Text Tracy at 1030 at Night. That literally was the beginning of the webinar. And then <laughs> the webinar. A well, that's what it was called. After the webinar, people started texting me and they were like, Hey, do you have a copy? in print. And I was like, well, I don't, but give me a minute. So I went to Otter and I transcribed the webinar. So I just took the webinar, you put it into this Otter AI and it transcribed it. And so I got the literal text and I was like, wow, I'm a really bad speaker because I would say a lot of ums and so, so (laughs) yeah, all of that. I had to edit all of that out of the text. And then I thought, well, I need to put some graphics in here, pictures and how-tos and protocols. And so I went back and I took that text and I put it into an application called Designer. And I literally sat down and designed a book. Now, I have to tell you, it was a massive labor of love because, you know, when you learn a new skill and you're trying to learn a new application, and although I work in a tech company, it wasn't really my forte, right? So I, I put it all through there. And about three months later, I finally had a product. And I just sent it out as a flipbook PDF. I was like, here, for everybody that wanted it, you can get it. It comes with the webinar, so you can watch the webinar too. And then I added so much to it. And I keep adding to it because I'm like, oh, I didn't put this protocol in it, or I didn't put that one in it. So that's kind of how it came about. And then I had a really nice friend on social media. I had posted it like, guys, finally done. You labor of love. Get the flipbook. It's just a PDF, but you can get it. So my friend Lori it's on there and she said hey i just bought your flip book it's awesome she said but it needs edited and i said do you do realize you're commenting on a public forum thanks for that right so it was like a joke so i think from that guilt trip that i put her through she actually took the flip book she printed it edited it and sent it to me actually she handed it to me in an event i was speaking at she came to the event she's like here's all your edits go back and edit it so i did Wow. I went back, I edited it all, and then a nutritional company called me, Nutritional Frontiers, and they said, hey, we want to carry your book, hard copy, in our wellness center. Big my nice. Yeah, that was, was originally owned by Dr. James Weiner, who was one of the first pioneers out there that was talking about vaccine injury and whatnot, and long story short, that's how it came to print, so now it's in a printed copy because I had to get copies printed for that wellness center. I posted it on social media, and it blew up. To the point where I had to now have a warehouse because I can't fulfill that many orders. So praise God, that's been a blessing, you know, and I, like I said, my goal, you know, like you said in the beginning, I want to help people get better, but I also want them to feel empowered. I think the last three and a half years taught us that people are scared when they just don't know what to do. And so I want moms and dads to know that there are things you can do at home with simple garlic in your kitchen that can make leaps and bounds uh, for health and healing Uh, and you don't have to go to the ER all the time and you don't have to be scared and that you can pick this resource up and learn about different things to keep on hand and how they work and why they work and remove the mysticism just really wanted it to be an empowering tool for people so that's the whole story sorry if that was (laughs) long-winded
0: no that's perfect that's an amazing story. I feel like that's how the Lord always works in our life. Mm-hmm. He like gives us a passion for something. We're like, hey, I want to share this with people, sometimes because we're annoyed. <laughs> that is pretty I much it. I just need to get this off of my chest because it's driving me nuts. So I'm just going to put it back out there so I'm not carrying this burden anymore. And then he's like, that irritant, it turned into the pearl. That right. one thing that I put in your life, it was there. Because there was a great prize within you that needed to be shared because those pearls, once they're done, they last forever. Yeah. And that's kind of like our words and it's kind of the word that you put into print that's going out there so that everybody can have it forever. You know, that's a book that I can get in my hands and I could pass it down to my kids when they start having kids. And you're right. Moms don't
1: talk to moms anymore. (laughs) I don't. And this is the hard thing that I see. I, I want I want a place for moms to come that they can be scared, be vulnerable and not be judged. I mean, I think what happens in most mom groups is they start out with good intentions as a place for us to talk as moms, and then it becomes the judge zone of I'm a better, more holistic mom than you. Right, And, you know, honestly, we forget that people are just in their own level of maturity. Um, And that's what I I try to talk to clients about when they come to me, you know, for health evaluations. They're like, well, they always start with this preface of I did this or that, but now I know better and I feel bad. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to help you. So let's talk about where you are now and where you want to go. We'll talk about these things in the past. But If we're going to sit in judgment over everybody and everything they do because they don't do it as perfect as us, we might as well just not talk anymore. Because we're so divided on everything today. You know, we're divided on is gluten good, is gluten bad, is dairy good, is dairy bad. Should be A2A cows, should it be not. I mean, it's just everything divides us. What unifies us is this place of we all love our kids. And I say it to moms all the time. I know you love your children as much as I love mine. The decisions you made were out of love. I know that. Now you have some knowledge and some wisdom you still love your child just as much i'm not going to sit there and judge somebody for it so i wanted this resource to start a space like you said where moms can come and talk to moms but we got to lay down the judgment guys like we we really have to lay it down and remember at one point you didn't know either i right. was always this enlightened of natural health right i mean i did some yeah. stupid things i just got luckier um that i came upon resources prior to having children that yeah. I made decisions for my kids, whereas people that had kids made decisions and then had a different experience later and enlightenment enlightenment later on knowledge that they received. It doesn't make right. me a better mom. It just made me luckier. That's where I want to start from, is that I'm not here to judge any mom. And you're right. You definitely go brain dead as a mother when something happens to your kid. It happens in the time.
0: It's the strangest thing. I'm and like, how can it. I have so much knowledge? So I went to school to be a teacher. My training's in education. I am... <laughs> certified to teach kindergarten through eighth grade. I homeschooled all my kids. My oldest is going to be a senior this year, hopefully, if she finishes her 11th grade curriculum before September. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I've had the hardest time with that kid. And it wasn't until just this last year I realized she actually has dysgraphia. I've been battling with her since she was in the first grade. Mm -hmm. It took me 10 school years of educating her Changing curriculums, changing teaching styles, yelling, screaming, crying, pulling out my hair (laughs) before I finally am like, well, I'm going to go to this dyslexia 101 thing. And figure out, you know, the ins and outs of dyslexia. I know this kid doesn't have dyslexia. She can read 500-page chapter books for fun. I'm like, it's not a reading thing. No, I learned she 100% has dysgraphia. She doesn't miss a marker. Hmm. And I felt like the biggest failure. I looked at my husband because he went with me and I was just like, I have failed my child. Even though this is my quote-unquote expertise, I've never mm-hmm. looked at what I went to school for as if I have achieved some kind of higher education to the point where I am above anybody. Right. I feel like life is a series of learning and evolving in our understanding of the world around us. Nobody attains anything while we're alive. It just doesn't happen. Nobody's better than anybody. They're just further along in that area. Right. Amen. You know, we're all
1: experts at something, right? Right.
0: Right. And so I have a hard time with that judgmental stuff, too, because I've always looked at it and I don't know if it's just the different experiences that I have that I've always taken a step back and thought, okay, I'm passionate about this thing, but it's very possible. I know nothing like Mm -hmm. the little bit of understanding I have is literally nothing compared to the knowledge that's actually out there. So I'm always willing to accept being wrong. I think as moms, we pride ourselves in protecting our family and doing the best we can for our family and out of that pride, it actually makes us fall.
1: It was a deadly sin. Yeah. yeah. In any way, shape or form, we like to point to certain groups of people and say, look at yeah. that pride. Or you should be pointing at yourself and saying, same, same. You know, yeah. I suffer from it, too. So, yeah. I, so I love just starting from that stance, you know, of we are all moms. We all love our kids. We're all dads, grandparents. If you're a guardian yeah. over somebody like we know you love them. You know, this yeah. resource is just to add to your ability to help them in that love and to learn a new way of looking at things. I feel like it's very needed
0: because you do approach things very neutrally. Not like, listen, this is the only way this can be
1: done. That's the the only thing I do that about is Jesus. I'm like, listen. Yeah.
0: There is <laughs> only a, yeah, one way. Yeah. There's only one way. There is no other way. And and you've tried other ways. So, you know, that's part of your testimony. So you have a very, and I do too, because I was living totally different than how I live now. When it comes to spiritual things, I'm not going to push anything on anybody because that doesn't win people. The love that wins people, but it's also setting that boundary. I think love is setting boundaries. Like these things that fall outside of this one box that defines what love is. (laughs) Those are
1: non-negotiables. Right. Right. Absolutely. You're amazing.
0: (laughs) I am so glad that you put this together. I'm glad that you did the class to begin with because it was super informative and you shot that PDF out and because I forget everything all the time. Yeah. Today, because at 11 o'clock is when you're actually downloading everything and you're processing and you're going, okay, so this is what happened. This is how I handled it. Am I missing something? (laughs) Just want to make sure I'm not missing anything.
1: Right. 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 I think you know one of the things that we can look at when we look at the guidebook um, is it. It's a couple of different sections. I mean, one, it's an explanation of things. Two, I use plant-based herbal medicine, kitchen medicine, and supplementation, which is a little bit different. There's a lot of resources out there. Like Rachel Weaver has great books. Uh, Be your own doctor. Be your own doctor two. Um, Backyard Pharmacy, um, Shelfa yeah. has beer her own pediatrician, but she is all herbal plant-based, Like go pick some plantain, make a salve out of it. That's right. awesome. Sticks and twigs medicine. I love it. Barbara O'Neill's another one that I follow. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, but what people are missing is the complementary supplementation. Um, there's right. no resource guide out there that does both of them. And I think that's where mine just kind of stands apart a little bit that I hit everybody. I can hit the people that are very comfortable in sticks and twigs medicine where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go get that plantain and dandelion from my backyard. I'm gonna mix it up with some coconut oil and a little bit of calendula salve and make a poultice out of this bentonite clay and people's paste. And they're like, praise God, you know, right? I can do that. You could probably do that. The people yep. listening right now are like, what's people's paste, right? I know. It's just, yeah. So yeah. you have those people. And then you have people that are like, well, I know what a probiotic is and I know a multivitamin and I've given my kids that. Great. Good start. Right. Yep. So that's what I did with this guide was I took everybody and I put them in a book. And so you have the herbal based people, sticks and twigs medicine people like myself and a lot of others that don't really know about supplementation. Well, I was in product development for a couple of different Uh, supplement company. So not only did I formulate, but sourced raw ingredients, put together the synergistic blends, patented a few things. So I understand supplementation synergy with herbal medicine, really important. Also, if you're going to do something externally like a poultice, what do you do internally to support the pathways so there's recovery? So I think that was the benefit of what I put together because in my protocols, I'm doing supplements and sticks and twigs. You know, I'm doing supplements and garlic ear oil from your kitchen. I'm talking about, you know, cayenne pepper and blood purification, along with doing a cleanse of X, Y, and Z or doing a binder that's in a supplement form. That was kind of the differentiator for me of resources that I've studied far and wide and things that God has put me in the path of, you know, why wasn't I in product formulation for companies? I don't know, you know, but today I do. Today I was like, wow! Oh. So I can teach people from many scopes how to bring it all together. Again, I'm not against medical. You know, when I talk about my tick protocols, uh, I tell people I'm not against a round of antibiotics, especially if you have a child that doesn't have the underlying resources in order to recover. And we can get into a whole discussion on Lyme and the many phases. But at the end of the day you have to be able to methylate a bacteria, otherwise it expresses. And if you don't have good methylation or you're a low methylator or you're deficient, it doesn't matter to me how many Lyme homeocords and everything else that we put in, that's not going to methylate the bacteria. It's just going to silence the expression for a while and then it's going to come back. So you have to understand the whole protocol. And so long story short, if you don't know and you don't understand, then you have to actually put in potentially a 14-day Doxy for a child, and then really make sure that you rebuild the digestive system, the integrity of the tight junctions, the probiotic microbiome. So all of those things I put in the guide, just so that I'm not alienating somebody. Whether right. like, well, I used to, uh, an antibiotic, I guess I can't buy a book. Of course you can. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to recover the gut from it. Right. Right. I'm going to teach you how to reestablish the microbiome so that you don't have any issues down the road from the use of that antibiotic. Again, I sit in the non judgment seat. I don't know anything about the people that are buying this book. I don't know anything about their lifestyle, how they eat, how they sleep, how they think, how they poop, how they move. I don't know anything. In a perfect world, yeah, I would, it would be perfectly easy to just use all natural. But we've come to a point in our society, Leslie, that we're too sick to out supplement or out pharma anything it's going to take a village underneath on that that foundation of good lifestyle practices are essential for us to overcome what we're seeing coming down the pipeline
0: very very well said and i appreciate that you do have both perspectives because you didn't get to sticks and twigs <laughs> naturally you know what i'm saying <laughs> i did It was something that you start to learn. It was something we started to learn. You know, James got sick with ulcerative colitis and they put him on this terrible steroid. I thought, I don't really feel like that's necessary. Right. I don't know how that's actually helping your body if it can cause spontaneous miscarriage. Mm -hmm. That seems deadly. I don't know that I want you ingesting it. And I looked at him. I said, well, I don't think our bodies are meant to kill us. I'm pretty sure they're meant to keep us alive. So we're going to figure this out. And so I started doing a deep dive into gut health. That's when we were like, oh, wow, we started realizing how many toxins we were exposing our bodies to. And actually, I started more with external things because our oldest was allergic to almost every lotion, body wash, sunscreen, anything I put on her, she broke out in a rash.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So those are the things we started cleaning up first and kind of worked our way from the outside in, which I think is the opposite of what most people do. But I felt like those were the easiest things to tackle at the time. So I was trying to take it one step at a time. But to the point where I looked at James and said, so I want to go back to school. Because what else do you do at 44 and become a master herbalist? That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Like currently running all of the hobby farm things. So, you know, milking my goats and taking care of cows and the sheep and growing food and doing everything as naturally as we can on our own homestead. But that's my goal. Before I turn 50... I want to be a master herbalist and growing my own herbs and doing our own tinctures and things. So Mm -hmm. if I told you how much money I spend to treat my farm animals herbally as well as my family,
1: you'd probably have a heart attack. Well, actually, I just heard a a local farmer does a lot like you do, right? Natural is possible. And, And he basically told me, he's like, there's no money to be made in processing. He's like, the best that we can hope for is that we pay for our own cow to be processed, right? So you... You buy one or two or three, you sell off the two to somebody else, and then it pays for the processing of your own meat. So basically... You're getting free groceries rather than going and spending $800 for synthetic meat and chemicals and pesticides and herbicides and all the things you so and I, I kind of sat with that and I was like basically when we say you know support locally support your local people it's not so that they can you know drive Mercedes and make so much money. it's yeah. so that they themselves can continue that to provide good sources of meat and vegetables and all of the things. In addition to supporting their own family. Somebody just asked me if you were to sell
0: your chickens, because we're raising meat birds and we raise them all organic on grass out in the pasture, how much would you sell a chicken for? I said, If I sold a chicken for twenty five dollars, <laughs> I still wouldn't break even. And right. And he was exactly. like, Are you serious? I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you know how much organic chicken feed costs?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We feed I- our chickens organic and yeah. you know, I would say to my husband, I was like, and, and we're not trying to make money off it that we'll sell. A dozen eggs for three dollars, you know. So it just depends. Um, but I agree. I, I think one of the things to to talk about is just this key of empowerment. Yeah, you know, people get overwhelmed on where to start. Here you are with full fledged working farm, right? That's one part of it. I live in a small town on the outskirts of it where I have chickens. I, I don't have a cow, but I know the sources locally where I could get things if I needed meat, milk. All of those things. And then you have people that live in the city and they're like, what are we to do? So, the best thing I think to talk about is realizing what you can do, what you will do, and what you can afford to do. Those are the three things that we should be talking about as a society. What can you do with where you are? Well, first, you can have a resource on hand like this little mommy apothecary guide. That tells you everything that you should have on your shelves, everything you should have in your kitchen, and anything from a a pharmacy type of store or grocery store to keep, such as an autoscope to look in your kids' ears, right? So things to know that you have on hand. That's what you can do. And then what can you do in your own home? Even if you live in an apartment complex, there are now box, window seal, herbal gardens. You can grow a tomato plant in a pot. I Means think about the things that you can do. Having plants in your house just to oxygenate and purify the air, it also deflects electromagnetic frequencies, right? And then what will you do? This is a big one. Like you can do certain things, but I'm going to literally sit back and say, okay, person that lives in New York City in a high rise, I want you to make a salve from bentonite clay, calendula, comfrey, and plantain Th- they're not going to do it. They probably can. They could right. go and source all those things probably outside. They could. Yep. They could do it, right? They can do it, but will they do it? No, probably not. So. I will give them sources of where to get these salves that are already made, like my friend's farm. She has a great farm where she makes everything. Um, So all of that stuff. And then what can you afford to do? Right. You just said, like, how much does it cost you to raise one chicken? You would sell it for twenty five dollars. But you feel that you will give up these unhealthy things, whether it's an unhealthy habit, an unhealthy food, an unhealthy item that just doesn't serve your benefit anymore. And you'll take that money and you'll put it into things that serve your health and your soul and your spiritual uh, relationship with Christ and all of those things. That's where you're going to invest. And so that's what you can afford. So health budgeting overall, right? So those are big things. So when when people are looking to live a healthier lifestyle, there's a million programs out there. The very three questions you should ask yourself when a program comes your way, can I, will I, and can I afford it? Because most of the time you're like, yeah, I can do it. I can do this six-day-a-week, three-shakes-a-day program. I can do it. Will I do it as a mom of two kids, a busy sports schedule, you know, homeschooling, all the things? Will I actually do this? I'm not sure. And then can I afford to do it if I want to invest money into my organic chickens and my garden? And should I come over here and, and invest in a shake program when there's like sucralose in it. Yeah, probably not. Right. Right. So if you're going out for a level of empowerment, you got to ask yourself, can I, will I, and can I afford it? Those are three questions. If you answer those honestly, you will stop yourself from a lot of dumb decisions. I mean, that's, that's just straight up truth. You know, when it comes to like these health programs that are out there, because there's no shortage of them, I assure you. No, there is not. So your ROI, your return on investment, You know, you have to define that. What is your ROI for your family? Yours is self-sustaining, natural food sources. That's what your return on investment that you're looking for. That's your goal. So anytime you ask, can I, will I, or can I afford it? You got to then go look at your return on investment for what you're doing. So these are discussions I have with my clients. I'm like, you know, they'll say to me like, should I come see you every month? And I'm like, well, I don't know if you need to. You know, if you do these six things, Fix your right. nutrition, your hydration, your movement, your sleep, your elimination, your emotional, spiritual wellness. If you get that foundation built, you don't need to see me because probably 70% of your problems are based on what you're eating, thinking, how you're moving, how you're sleeping, how you're pooping, how you're praying, how you're yeah. overwhelmed with all these bad thoughts, right? If you just get that under control, go with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, forbearance, all those things at the bottom is self-control. You have love, you have peace. If you have peace, you're kind. If you're kind, you're generous, so on and so forth. Self-control comes easy then. But it's because you're not worrying and fearing all the other things because you're empowered. So the biggest thing that we can do for parents and the biggest things that we can do for families is teach. And that's what the word doctor means. Doctor comes from the Latin word that means teacher. Our initial conversation, you asked me, do you have a doctorate? And I said, no. And you said, do you call yourself doctor? And I said, yes, because I teach. I don't just sit and talk at people. I talk with people. I ask questions. I get them to reflect on where they are. What can they do? What will they do? What can they afford to do? Where are their limitations? What are their goals? And then I teach them how to attain those. Um, I don't prescribe anything and I don't consider myself a healer. I think that word should not come out of anybody's mouth but Jesus um, because we're not healers. We're facilitators of what God has put here on the earth to empower people to put those things into their life to help their bodies heal because it fills pathways that God has already made a way for. That's why he's a way maker. Healer gets into pride, right? We already talked. Yeah. So I don't use those words in reference to myself. It's no judgment if somebody else wants to call themselves a healer. I just won't because I just think it's a a prideful statement. I want people to feel empowered. I also want people to feel accountable. You know, I think the word doctor has been hijacked as this hierarchy. But if I use doctor in reference of teacher and I'm here to teach you something and eventually the student becomes the teacher, there is no hierarchy. There's just potential to learn. And this what disciple discipling is, right? Disciple means learned Christian. We should all be disciples of health. We should be disciples of whatever that is. That's the whole concept of what I teach is abiding wellness. You know, how do we abide in all God said, and put it into practice, and still maintain a level of humility that we can be discipled? You know, the same with learning from you and all the things that you do. I, I'm totally open to it. So I, I want people to know that. Um, the guide isn't like this is how it has to be done. It's right. It's one path that you can learn from. And there's several others that I can give reference to that would be extremely beneficial. So I can
0: throw those in the bottom in my show notes. So everybody has links. They can go to all of those resources that you recommend because I think that would be really helpful. One of the things that you said going through these different levels of health, what I've noticed recently, even in my own self, is that when one of those is out of whack, it really affects all of them. Mm -hmm. So if if you only focus on one area and you're like, well, I'm just going to focus on spiritual, well, everything else is going to kind of fall to the wayside because they are all so interconnected. It's kind of being on a balance beam. When you try to lean too far one way, you're going to tip off of it. (laughs) I like that you incorporate all of them together Mm and make people think about those things because just recently we had gone through something really difficult and I was having a really hard time with negative thoughts. I'm typically not a negative person. I'm extremely optimistic. I'm the person who, you know, just impaled my foot yesterday while I was mowing the lawn and flip-flops on a farm. I know my husband was not happy with me, but, you know, I was like, that hurts really bad. It'll be okay. It's okay. It'll be okay. Okay. You no, know, and my husband's like, you're insane, but <laughs> why don't you wear shoes when you're mowing the lawn?
1: Yeah, the flip-flops were there. You probably couldn't find your other shoes if you're typical mom. Well, <laughs> Somebody <did>. took them.
0: <laughs> I hadn't planned on mowing the lawn. I was outside raking, and I was doing other things in the garden, and then I, was, I looked over at my <laughs> goat pen, and I'm like, it really needs to be mowed, so I went and grabbed the push uh, uh,
1: The ADHD yeah. mom. Yes, I do that all the time. I, I do that all the time. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So then I'm walking and everything was fine, but I noticed there were some sticks my kids hadn't picked up and I was just kind of like kicking them out of my way. Well, one was buried like under the weeds <laughs> because it's oh, been a my. while and it popped right up and hit me right in the arch and I picked up my foot and the stick was sticking straight out and I was like, I just impaled my
1: foot. <laughs> oh, jeez, You were like, where's the lead? i quick.
0: Oh, yeah. No, my kids <laughs> ran inside. I went to the hose and I'm hosing it off so it'll bleed out. And I'm screaming, get the lead em! get the sovereign silver. <laughs> and so I sat there with my foot elevated, kept spraying it, letting it bleed out until it stopped bleeding. And then I put my gel and Band-Aid on it and took like three doses of leadum and Arnica. There you go. Good to go. You're fine. You're still alive. CBD. I'm like, hey, I still shoveled gravel and did all kinds of stuff after that. So, yes. But when we were struggling with some other things, I mentally struggled a lot. And I was talking to my sister and she said, how have you been eating? And I'm like, terrible. I haven't been eating because typically when I get stressed, I don't eat. I just that part of my brain shuts down. I don't think about food. I don't crave food. And, you know, I stay hydrated. But that's about it. And she's like, did you ever consider the fact that your body's lacking the nutrition it needs? So you mentally are having a hard time overcoming these negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. She sounds like a smart cookie. Well, it's it's funny because she's she's just now kind of coming into this understanding of health and stuff. But her passion is animals. So oh, she's actually awesome. like trying to figure out how to feed her animals, naturally heal them,
1: naturally. Like There's a section the, in my book on animals.
0: All that's, yeah. I'll have to tell her about that. Now she's like diving f- full force into everything. And now she's teaching me things like she just did. Student yeah. The teacher. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I have ever felt like I knew more than her. I just knew different things than she did. That's awesome. Definitely walking into something without judgment is probably the most important thing. Not just because we are empowered when we do that, but it empowers the people that we're encountering. Right. And it doesn't matter what it's regarding. Realizing that we
1: should prefer one another above ourselves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's something of that your neighbor as yourself. Right. So, yep Yeah.
0: Well, Dr. Tracy, the whole reason I asked you about that, though, was because I've always called you Dr. Tracy. And then I thought, oh, does she even refer to herself as
1: It started, actually, um, it's funny because we can fight over the term doctor. So this is actually going to be a good segue into licensing. Right. Yeah. So you have two segments of natural health or health professionals out there. One is a licensed health professional. The other one is an unlicensed health professional. Both have a legal scope to practice. Now, one practices medicine and the other one practices health. That's how I differentiate them. Uh, A licensed professional would have graduated from a curriculum, university or college, that is recognized by the Department of Education under the United States government, okay? And I'm just giving a reference for people that don't know. Yeah, That curriculum is approved in whatever department it would be under. So say it's the Department of Medicine right? The Department of Health. That Department of Health is heavily influenced by congressional law, dictation, bills, things of that nature, which is in turn heavily influenced by lobbyists from pharmaceutical companies. So much so that there's more lobbyists in Congress from pharmaceutical companies than there are all other lobbyists from any other industry combined. So we have more pharma lobbyists than anything. So that pharma lobbying actually sets the precedent of what kind of education will be set forth in these medical schools recognized by the Department of Education. Outside of that, you have curriculum and natural health colleges that graduate healthcare professionals that are unlicensed, not recognized by the Department of Education. It does not mean they're not smart, does not mean that they don't know what they're doing. They're just taught differently and they're not influenced by the government bodies and the powers that be. So I graduated from a college that is an unrecognized, unaccredited would be the word for my naturopathic doctor designation. And I do have a bachelor's of science degree from Penn State University that has helped me because they made me take things like organic chemistry and you know physics and all the other horrible classes that i had to take at the time i was like why do i need these and now i'm like oh because judy's one of my best friends that's why i (laughs) don't know what she's talking about you know long story short no i think in one of the movies i can't remember goodwill hunting He said, what you paid for in a college education, I paid 19 cents for down at the public library. And I think that's true. You know, guys, I can read a 22-page study as easy as a Harvard grad and understand the discussion, the concepts, and the conclusion just as easy as anybody else. I don't need a government body to license me. And honestly licensing is just another word for prison sentence when you're licensed it puts you into a scope and when you're put into a scope it tells you what you can say do and how you can practice it basically limits your ability that's what we saw during covid that licensed medical physicians who wanted to prescribe things outside the box their license was taken away because they said that they were outside of what the powers that be said they could do So really, that licensing kept them from being great doctors, unless they broke the rules. When you're an unlicensed professional, you cannot practice medicine, which is fine because I don't need the practice. I'm actually really good at what I do. When I see clients, I don't use that scope or verbiage. I don't use disease names. Because I don't believe in disease. I believe that your body's not in a state of disease. It's in a state of defense. It's defending itself against some sort of toxicity or deficiency you have. Your body has physical discernment as much as it has spiritual discernment given from God. And so when we look at it that way and we say, hey, my body's not diseased, it's defending itself. What is it defending? Your sister comes to you and says, I have bladder cancer. No, she didn't. She had, I eat a crappy diet defense mechanism that was kicked on at the time until Leslie said, hey, let's change these things so your body stops defending itself and making these cells that it's trying to get your body to kill. You see, we try to look at the body and think it's doing something wrong. Your body never does anything wrong. It responds to the environment you put it in. If you have good good thoughts and a good God, you're going to have a good outcome, but if you have... Uh, an, a neglect or a deficiency in any of those three, you're not going to have a good outcome. You're going to have a defending outcome. So when I look at licensing versus unlicensing, the term doctor and how it's been hijacked into this medical genre, and that you know somehow you have to have a degree from an indoctrination university to teach you to diagnose and prescribe pharma, and that's all they know, and they get like 12 hours of nutrition training and tell you that diet doesn't make a difference, a practice that tells you you have too many organs and not enough pharmaceuticals, and then ball and chains down these medical professionals inside the system that only got into it to help people, that's archaic. That's practicing medicine. They can keep that. Over here, what we're trying to do is empower people to realize that God has given us all things here. And if you know how to use it, when to use it, and how much to use and for how long, that your body can overcome, your body can regenerate. We've seen it over and over again. And it's not sure treating or diagnosing because I don't call myself a healer, so therefore I can't cure. I don't diagnose because I don't believe in disease. I don't even use their verbiage, so therefore I'm not in that scope and therefore I'm not practicing medicine without a license because I don't believe in disease. That's the biggest thing is we gotta get their words out, of our mouth. And once yeah. we do that, and people start to understand that their body's in a state of defense against something, and you just have to realize why it's so angry and what you need to do to calm it down, you no longer have to use those big, scary words. And you right. can give God the glory because your body gave you a physical sign to get the help that you needed to fill the deficiency or to overcome the toxicity. So, Amen. <laughs> that was good.
0: <laughs> I. That was really good. <laughs> oh. I can't even remember what teacher it was that I was listening to. But he said, you know, it's just basically your your body's trying to defend against something. It creates this tumor and it just starts spreading because it's like, hey, we're seeing this everywhere. And then they termed it this big, scary thing so that they could throw these big, scary drugs at it. And really, you can get your body back into balance. And yep. when I started learning that, I thought, oh, so that's Literally every disease, quote unquote, your body is out of ease, right? It's diseased. Dis-ease. That's but right. why? Mm-hmm. It's not doing anything wrong. That's I'm trying to get it through my kids' heads right now. You know, when you get the sniffles and a cough and a fever, you're yeah. not sick. Your body is eliminating something it needs to get out of it. It that's mm-hmm. the byproduct of something that went in that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So trying to get that terminology out of even my kids' mouths. At this age, you know, my oldest is 17, my youngest is eight, and there's six of them total. So they're all sandwiched between there. (laughs) But and they're all girls. (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: (laughs) Trying to teach them at a really young age the differences. And, you know, we vaccinated until our youngest was two. And then I stopped because I read the research on the meningitis vaccine. I took my 11 year old to get her updated Hep B. Um, She's the only one that ever had it. And my youngest to get her final vaccine just so we could stay in that practice. My 11 year old's hiding underneath the bench, screaming at the top of her lungs like somebody's murdering her when they went to go get the vaccine. And my spirit is just going, This isn't right. Something wrong, right? She's always responded this way. She was my firstborn. So, of course, she literally was the guinea pig. And I feel terrible. And I've, repented and apologized to her over and over for that. But, you know, she's always responded this way. And it was like the spirit just finally opened my eyes like, hey, her body doesn't need this. It's rejecting it. Listen. And then I look at all of my daughters and I think I failed in this area thinking I was doing what was best for you without the knowledge that I really needed to be a parent.
1: That, But also that knowledge was hidden from you for a long time. Yeah. And it- it took awareness. You know, I said, yeah. three and a half years ago, there were entire websites about my scope. There, were, yeah. there was a quack alert or whatever. I was a quack. Oh, guess what? Now you got like Peter McCullough out there talking about natokinase, like Bravo, R- oh, Peter. We've been doing systemic enzyme therapy since God was a boy, but glad you finally came over. Like, good job, yo. He writes one paper on it and everyone's like, did you see his paper? I'm like, yes, I've been using that forever. But thanks, Peter. But right. I appreciate that, right? Here yeah. he is, yep. like going outside the the scope of what he was taught and laying his ego down and yep. saying, I, I got to learn something new because what we're doing isn't working. So here we are three and a half years later. I have a lot more friends. You know, we've we formed a little tin hat club, just like the red hats. We're like the tin hats. And, you know, you got to stay loyal to the foil. You got to be out there and and still moving forward with new things to learn. Right. So that's what everybody has to do. And even on the natural side, it was like, oh, natural, no pharma. Well, I worked with Dr. Judy. She was a natural products chemist back way in the day, you know, and although she started out making natural products, it went into pharmacology because she's, you know, how they make them and how they use them or how it can man- be manipulated to make more money is different. And the I- scientists aren't in the labs like, ha 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 you know, making- no, no, they're nothing. not their They're trying to make something that will help society. They put it out there. The government gets a hold of it. Pharma gets a hold of it and says, how can we capitalize on this drug that we made? We got to make profit. And if we sell it this way, the way that the scientists intend it, there's no money. But if we sell it this way, then we'll make oodles of money. Well, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, even car companies like Ford made a decision to pay the fatalities of people versus fixing the gas tank in the Pinto. Like it all comes down to business when it gets outside of purpose. That's what really infuriates me. And then people are victim to it because they don't know anything else. And so for people that are listening to this today, it starts with that first step of just saying, maybe there is something I need to know. Maybe there is something I need to learn. Maybe it's this resource guide today. Maybe it's listening to one of Leslie's podcasts from the the past. Whatever it is, if you've tripped over this podcast today, there's probably a reason that God has put it in front of you for you to be able to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And that's what we have to be open to doing. There is no more mysticism over supplementation. There's been enough studies in the last three years that we've removed that quackery off of it. Now people have to get over their cognitive dissonance. Of where they're so guilt-ridden in their choices that if they actually open their eyes to look at something, they would have to accept the fact that they screwed up. And you know what? We've all messed up in our path, all of us. Mm -hmm. And so you repent and you move on because that's the gift that was given to all of us. And I even hear you say, like, you know, I've said to my daughter, I'm sorry, you knew what you knew. And if you really believe in the sovereignty of God and you really believe that he is a way maker, there is no remorse in that then. Yeah. Because you capitalized on it. You learned from it. She learned from it. My 17-year-old, when I apologized to her, I was
0: like, I am so sorry that I I vaccinated you. And she said, I'm really sorry you did too. But at least we know nobody's ever going to get another shot in this house. Right. You know, she forgave me. And that's something I'm very honest with my kids about. Like, I've never been a mom before. Like, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> and I have to figure it out six times. Yeah, because each of you is completely different. Every time I had a baby, or sometimes two at a time, <laughs> you know, are you know, There's a second. Wow, well, <laughs> where did you come from? Um, you know, I'm trying to figure it out all over again because that's a whole other human being. And you all operate different. You function, you think different, you feel different. Everything about your spirit, mind, and body is totally different. So I'm relearning how to be a mom to each and every one of you every single day. So I'm going to make a lot of mistakes and I apologize in advance and I will apologize when it happens. But it's one of those things that I know the mistakes that I have made. My kids are learning and growing from those because I'm mm-hmm. honest about it. Like mm-hmm. I made this choice and that was that was a poor life choice. This is what I've learned. Take it and run with it. Yeah, <laughs> Don't make the same decisions that I did. We're not taught by our parents we're not right. taught by our teachers. We're not taught by our physicians how to listen to what our body actually needs. Yep. You know, yeah, go take a
1: multivitamin every day. You'll be fine. Right. Exactly. And I mean, we can get into reading labels and all of that. So and that's a big part of what I put in my resource was quality and integrity of supplementation and the the products that you eat, foods that you eat, because it does matter. You know, if you're taking vitamin C that has been derived and created from glyphosate-laden genetically modified corn. That's a lot different than taking a whole food vitamin C from acerola cherries that are whole food organic. You know, a little bit of poison every day over 30 days is a lot in a month. And when health is your goal, you don't wanna be detracting from it. We have been taught, you know, through a school system, government, everything, and even medicine, not to question. Don't question. You know, I always taught my kids stand up and question. You know, yeah, you feel like you're violated or someone's, you know, saying something that doesn't feel right or you see something that's not right. Stand up. I will be in there defending you, but you need to stand up. Yeah. And so they know that. And a lot of times I see posts on Facebook about moms are like, oh, this kid is so difficult. She argues with everything. You know, it's not the fact that kids have poor qualities. It's just that they're not mature enough to know the appropriate time to use them. And so I never beat that out of a child. You know, my oldest son is like that. Everything's an argument. Everything. Like, I can be like, boy, it's really nice out today. He's like, yeah, it was nicer yesterday. I'm like, okay. But the beautiful thing is, is when that is matured and it is tailored correctly, where I can say to him, well, you're correct. Yesterday was sunnier. But today is a beautiful day. And and it's okay to appreciate it for what it is. And he's like, yeah, it is nice. So- You know, talking it through rather than, why do you have to argue with me all the time? I can't even say today is beautiful. You know how we get into it. But I think it's a great quality when kids, um, you know, will have an argument that is respectful and that they have a point that they're trying to make that is beneficial for the people involved. And that's how we have to incorporate it. I don't want to ever teach kids to shut up and sit down, you know, And, and that starts with everything. Like even participation yeah. trophies, our kids get upset when we don't let them take them. Yeah. You know, when when they're doing like this, everybody gets a trophy thing. Like, you don't get a trophy. You didn't win. That's this yeah. how it works. Sorry, I know yeah. it breaks your little heart, but you know that's how we've got to this point of everybody deserves everything and we're all entitled to everything. You're not entitled. You know, the human spirit itself has to strive for something. It has to, even if you fail. Then that's the third thing I teach my kids is how to fail. You know who's going to win and you have to stop basing your feelings on the outcome Because if that's all you're basing your feelings on and your self-value is the outcome You're going to feel terrible all the time Because I don't know about you leslie, but life has never really turned out exactly how I wanted it every day not at night. All. all the time And so what I based that on and what I talked to them about is how did you perform? How did you correspond with people? What did the relationships look like during that time? Even in sports, because our kids are big sports kids, you know? It's like, if you're going to base your mood on the outcome, then you're not looking at the full thing. My kid slid home the other day. Clearly safe. The umpire called him out, right? Just, it's baseball. You're going to get good calls and bad calls. He got up, he was enraged. And he's like throwing his helmet. And I said, stop. I said, that was a great slide. I said, were you safe? He was like, yes. I said, why are you safe? He said, because I slid around the tag. I said, Right. Because you did exactly what you were supposed to do. I was like, your slide was great. The umpire made a human mistake. He called you out. I said, it's not based on what you did or didn't do. I was yeah. like, let let it go. And he was just like, oh, so that kind of thing. I don't want him yeah. to not validate what he's feeling. Sure. You're allowed to be angry. It was, I'd be angry, but also realize it's out of your control, dude. You're going to stay angry for the rest of the day because somebody made a mistake. I don't know. You've yeah. got to on with your life. So Those are things that we as parents, you need to keep empowering our children um, to stand up against things that don't seem right. And uh, we far too much teach them to be compliant and quiet so that they don't embarrass us. I want Mm -hmm. my kid to embarrass me. I want him to like stick up for something and rock my world and be like, wow, I didn't expect that right now, but good job. That's that's my kids all the time. That's
0: my three-year-old taking her trick-or-treating and a guy trying to scare her and her saying, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. (laughs) And me saying, we are never doing this again. That is my kids walking through Menards at Halloween time years later when my oldest is like seven or eight and going, why do people worship the devil at the top of her lungs with everybody in the store looking at me? And I'm like, people don't know. (laughs) And I want to be that kind of a woman where I look at something, you know, yesterday my husband was getting frustrated trying to fix my car and he's heating this piece up and he's heating it up and heating it up and it won't move. And I said, you know, it kind of reminds me of us. We get so stuck in our ways and stuck in the way we think and we don't want to move the way that the Lord wants us to move. And it isn't until we get really heated up and heated up to the point where it's so uncomfortable that we cannot stay Mm -hmm. in that place. That we actually move freely and become and grow the, into the people that he wants us to be. Right. And my husband's looking at me while I'm giving him this metaphor while he's about ready to cuss at this piece of machinery. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, really, right now? <laughs> like, I'm just telling you what I see. <laughs> I want to be the kind of person that can encourage people right where they are, knowing that, hey, yeah, I may be in a different place right now, but that doesn't mean a year ago I wasn't exactly where you are. Even a week ago I could have been right, right. where you are. Yep. We always need to be lifting one another up and encouraging each other and spurring each other on being that iron that sharpens iron to know who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to impact this world because we're not just impacting our family, our husbands, our children, our friends, our parents, our siblings. That is going out beyond them. Mm-hmm. And it just continues to trickle out. So everything we do, everything we say, how we respond, teaching our kids to, hey, stand up And be counted for. Yes. I've got your back no matter what. And we don't always have to agree. I'll still back you. you Exactly. That's a thing our society is really twisting and making people think if you don't agree 100% on everything,
1: then then there is no common ground at all. Right. It is how we started this conversation, right? We're divided on everything. Everything. And so the unification, I think, that everybody can come to listening to this podcast and beyond is we all love our kids. We love our children. We want the best possible education and decision-making for them. We want the best possible resources you know, and sometimes that comes with just opening our minds as parents so that we can provide that for them. You know, I never believe that I love my kids more than anybody else loves their kids. So
0: that's why your mommy apothecary is so great. It's a great resource to have. It's one of those things that every parent should have on their shelf in their junk drawer next to their essential oils and (laughs) their Whatever you've got, that's where you need it.
1: Yeah, I heard someone tell me they were like, I like that you made it spiral bound so I don't have to hold the page open. And I was like, just the little things that people appreciate when your kid's sick. You know, they said they flipped it out on the counter and it just laid there open and they didn't have to like hold the book open. And I was like, it's a really good point, but that's God's grace, right? And I mean, I always talk about God's grace and mercy over things. You know, God's mercy was allowing us to go through things with his protection, right? God's grace is our lives for obedience and you know it's it's just amazing how both play you can go through hard things and and decisions that you made and god's mercy is there and you can make choices based on the will of god and his grace is there so it's both it's for everybody and so that's why positionally none of us are better than anyone else because we've all experienced god's grace and mercy So I appreciate you having me on and, um, you know, talking about the Mommy Apothecary and all the things that you do for natural health and answering questions for people and doing your podcast. I think it's great. So
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I appreciate everything you do. And like I said, I've been following you for about five years. (laughs) (laughs) So I've learned a lot from you too. a lot of what I do and how I handle things with my kids and even other people. It's because I've learned things from you that I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. So. I appreciate you and everything you're doing and everything you and Judy do together. The teaching you guys are doing has been absolutely amazing. It needs to be out there as much as possible. Everybody needs to hear the things that you guys are teaching on because you are looking at it as a whole. I
1: have to tell you, you know, working with Judy, like I have learned some things that in natural health we think is one way. Mm. And she has taught me the underlying pathways and has changed my mind on stuff. Um, And I'll share some of those things maybe later. But. I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, oh man, we've been doing that for years. We shouldn't be doing that. She's like, right. I was like, How? Oh. and just simple things, but uh, too much to get into now. But I did want to tell you that she and I have started a, Functional Medicine Academy. It's called the Academy for Abiding Wellness, and we'll be starting enrollment in the fall. It will offer two designations for people that want to come out as a natural health practitioner or functional medicine practitioner. It will also offer specializations that people can attach to their already uh, received designation from another institute or college. There's a home health track that will have the Mommy Apothecary courses along with advanced Home health care, which is going to be like sad making, wound healing, herbal medicine, homeopathy. And then um, a fourth trip will be uh, um, small groups and churches where we do a, what we call health ministry. Not a healing ministry. I'm not getting into a theology debate, but <laughs> a health <laughs> <No> ministry. <debate. laughs> right. A health ministry uh, where people can learn to rely on churches for community gardens Um, you know sourcing regenerative beef like we need to put that back into churches and help build from where the doctor originated which was in the church out because that is where people go you know come to me all who are you know heavy laden lady right exactly so we go to our church community but why couldn't we go? i mean why do we have to have coffee bars and donuts why don't we have juice bars and smoothies well jesus communed over food right if you look at any story in the bible they were at a table breaking bread that's okay. It's just back then the bread was a, wasn't was sprayed with glyphosate. Like, right. So if we think through these things that there's nothing wrong with food, he has given that, you know, for our pleasure, for our community, can't we make it better? And can we teach these churches to break out in small groups and teach their communities and come together as a community and have gardens and have places where people can come and learn how to take care of themselves and their family and So I want to create an entire trek where people come in and there's a training course that they can implement into churches. So that's kind of the four segments of what we're doing with this academy. So we are right now taking people um, on a list that are interested. We've had about 400 plus people come in. We haven't really even announced it yet. Uh, And then there'll be early enrollment happening for fall semester. Um, The first uh, specialization that we're launching is going to be uh, vaccine recovery um, from childhood to this most recent. Um, And, you know, just looking at it a little bit differently. So uh, that's going to be the first specialization. Then we have the, which is our more advanced uh, designation. And then we have our natural Christian professional, which is, you know, a, a level one that anybody can come in and take. Um, And lots of other specializations, too. And Robert Scott Bell is going to be teaching our homeopathy, functional homeopathy course and specializations. So it'll be great. That sounds wonderful. I'm looking for educators. I'm looking for educators, uh, people that want to share something. But my only non-negotiable is that there will be no New Age practices brought in. Um, That's a non-negotiable. And we'll speak the name of Jesus. So if people have an issue with those two things. This academy is not for them. The end.
0: Oh, I'm excited about this. I'm so glad that you told me about this. I have so many questions now. Well, we can do a whole thing on it later. So yeah, we'll have to do that for sure. But for now, I'm going to end this podcast with a huge thanks. And I wish I could give you a giant hug. I feel like you are a sister to me. You're my second sister, Tracy. I'm Tracy squared. Yeah, Tracy squared. Hey, (laughs) it fits. I I appreciate your time, and I look forward to doing another interview with you very soon so we can talk about the school before everything kicks off in the fall for you.
1: Yeah, we'll have Judy on that one, too.
0: Yes, that'd be great. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I pray that you walk away just as blessed, encouraged, and empowered as I am Thank you so much to Dr. Tracy for being here, sharing her mommy apothecary. I will have a link to that in the show notes below. There's also a link to our affiliate, Rejuva Minerals, as well as our Instagram and Facebook and email, all the different ways that you can keep in touch with me. Stay tuned because next week I should have a really cool interview. I'm going to be interviewing a few different people that we're going to have at our RSB Family Union Homestead event this weekend, July 14th through the 16th. With that, I pray that you have an amazing week, that you build your home with your own two hands, that you love on your family and glorify our creator
1: in all that you do.